right, Buzz Buzz Babies, we are back for another episode of Blake's Buzz, and this episode's going to be a little bit different because I have an amazingly talented novelist in the house, author of Goddess of Filth, Hairspray and Switchblades, The Haunting of Alejandra, Mestiza Blood, Queen of the Cicadas, and the upcoming and wildly anticipated Aliens Vasquez novel. I've got two times Bram Stoker nominee V Castro is in the house to talk about writing and her awesome books. V, how are you doing today? Oh my God, I'm amazing. Thank you so much for having me on. Feeling good. I'm, I'm so <laughs> Even stoked. though I had a few drinks last night. <laughs> <laughs> same, same. I was up. The listeners, uh, V's, V's in the UK, so like uh, yeah. I was up. I was up late too, and and then had to and got up early to do this interview. But I'm so <laughs> I'm so excited. Uh, so I usually um, my podcast podcast is mainly about I have comic book writers on uh, typically, uh, and because of the spooky season and and you're such a prolific horror writer and also because of the the wonderful crossover uh because marvel's relaunched their aliens property they just got it back they have these new comic books out i thought this would be a really good fit and i'm i'm so glad like i reached out to you because i your writing is so good like oh thank like, you oh, it's so it's 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 scary and sexy and and full of culture and uh, a lot of great commentary on on the the world around us. Um, you you're really good at playing with our emotions, which I think is is necessary in in great horror. Uh, and and where like what's your what's your storytelling origin story? Like when did you find out that like you're like I have to tell really fucking creepy horror stories? Like that's my jam. <laughs> Since I was like six years old, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I, you know, I was watching horror films from a very young age. I think if you're a certain age, uh, you were watching, you know, The Exorcist at like nine yeah. <laughs> or something crazy. So I grew up watching horror. Um, you know, in my culture, we have lots of creepy urban legends and folk tales. And, you know, I just grew up around it. And I loved the storytelling. Um, the oral tradition is so powerful. Um and so, you know, I kind of, you know, it was there in the back of my mind and I'd write my little kid stories and, you know, nothing too serious. And then as I got older, I didn't start writing until I was 38, you know, quite oh, wow. older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it just was the kind of thing where I was like, you know what? I haven't seen this. I want to see it. I'm going to write it. Or I have this idea. And it just, once I started, I couldn't stop. I just could not stop. So um, yeah, I just love what I do. I love, yeah, connecting with people and bringing out those stories that, you know, have been forgotten or that haven't been told from a different perspective and scaring the shit out of people. <laughs> um, so you, yeah. yeah, this was my first audiobook experience. Um, you, you sent me a, a, a PDF of aliens, but for queen of the cicadas, I, I listened to the audiobook and, there 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 were good and bad things about I, I i missed like taking notes in the margins like my mm. my grad my old grad school college days of like you know making notes in the, in the, <laughs> I, I ruin all my novels like uh well, you know ruin i think you know i think it makes them better but uh it, it was interesting because like sometimes i would i would like close my eyes and let the narrator kind of take me away uh and then i i noticed that sometimes i would get like too comfortable and i'd i'd, I'd woke up a couple times and i was like i missed a chapter like where what happened here and <laughs> and i had to, i had to rewind it and it it's interesting how tension works and like when you're reading as opposed to listening um, mm -hmm. it, it was cool. And I liked that the narrator had like a, a very pleasant voice. Um, but like, like, what are your thoughts on, on audiobooks? Like, do you, do you think your work needs to be, is it better to be like read and held in the hand or like, cause I, all your stuff's on audible too. I've, I've noticed. 
Yeah. Um, you know, I think any way to get the story to people, you know, whether driving in a car or, you know, they might be busy. They have to put on headphones and walk, walk with yeah. the story. So for me, it's however it's best to get the story out there for people to enjoy it, to read it, to sit with it. Um, you know, I prefer a book. I'm not, I've never really done audiobooks. I love mm -hmm. like a book in my hand. Um, but I feel like I just want people to get out there and experience the story any way they can. Um, there will be an Aliens audiobook coming out. I believe they're working on it now. Um, but yeah, it's just the story. That's what's important. People getting their hands on it, whether it's, you know, audio or um, on their Kindle or you know, of a, a physical book, which I prefer, but um, yeah. yeah, I just want people to get, kind of get out there and enjoy it. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a physical book for like, I, I have the aliens hardcover pre-ordered. Like I'm so, oh, I'm so excited. To get, yeah, no, I'm, I'm stoked for it. And, uh, and I'm, I, I think I'm going to have to, I think I'm going to get, I, I want to get your other stuff too, but yeah, I know, I know okay. queen of the cicadas has like a nice looking hardcover too. I, I'm a sucker for hardcovers. I love like with my comic book they collections cool. and stuff. Yeah. Like there's, they hold up better too. Like when you put them mm. on the shelves and stuff. Um, so, so yeah, it's, it's the start of the spooky season. It's October. Well, we're, recording this October 1st, but it'll be released yep. later this month uh, before Aliens comes out. It's my favorite time of the year. Uh, my, my birthday's on the 27th and uh, I just, I love horror is an all year thing for me, but I go yeah. a little harder in October, right? You have to, like I, I watch a few to. extra movies and <laughs> I, I very much enjoyed kicking off my spooky season with Queen of the Cicadas. I was blown away. Um, I love, as I mentioned before, like the narrative is so rich with culture um, and, and the, the family aspect. And then um, the, the, the Aztec mythology that, that you bring into it, that we, that we find out later, like there are so many elements. Um, and I also love, you know, you, you jump around in, in time and point of view a lot. And yeah. you, you, I like how you jostle your audience. Like you don't, you don't want us to get comfy, right? You, you want to keep us. Yeah. You want to like keep us on edge and, and then, and, and like, sometimes you turn us on, sometimes you gross us out. Like it's so, <laughs> it's so, it's so crazy. And I didn't, um, I definitely like, I didn't expect that. Right. So like, I I've always been obsessed with, with bloody Mary and like Candyman. Those, uh, I watched yes. Candyman at a very young age. And it, <laughs> Who did scarred, it? <laughs> it scarred me like forever. Uh, but like, uh, I remember like as a kid, uh, when I first read my, the first, you know, there's, there's a million bloody Mary stories. Right. And, yeah. and I, when I, the first one I read, like really captivated me and, and the idea of like, of, of looking in the mirror in the dark and like doing that. I have you ever done, did you, have you ever done it? Have you ever like stood in a bathroom? No, and I've I never. Either. No, <laughs> I don't, I don't have the it. guts. No, I don't have. And after uh, writing this book, hell no. <laughs> I don't have a Ouija board either. <laughs> yeah. I've never, I've never messed with one of those. So like, I was raised Catholic, right? So like, yeah. I went to like private school and stuff and uh, I, everybody always like they, they banned Harry Potter and stuff and like magic was terrible. Uh, and, and so, so I, I've, 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 this is why uh, Queen of the Cicadas is like so important to me now. And I will remember it forever. When I was in second grade was when I first read the, my first Bloody Mary story. My oh, buddy, wow. my buddy, James Sello and I lied to our whole second grade class, said we stood in the bathroom, turned the lights out. <laughs> 
<laughs> said we'd said her name five times and we said like we, we lied and said like we saw like a swirling in the mirror and we saw a face and then we got scared and turned the lights on and ran away told everybody this lied our asses off <laughs> uh all the girls in our class like they were covering their mirrors up in their bedroom like we they were all terrified <laughs> and so one day uh this one of my classmates christina moore goes to mrs fantasy the teacher and and she was like mrs fantasy will god protect me from bloody mary and mrs fantasy's like what the hell is bloody mary what are you talking about and she's like well, blake morgan told me he did this in the mirror and she was like that motherfucker and made me stand in front of the whole second grade class and i had to, I had to be like i lied i'm sorry <laughs> so, a switch like, to the ass <laughs> yeah and so I ever like I was really uh, in this this like brought up like a, a lot of like, you know, a lot of like my my horror origin story, like when I was getting into it uh, now, it, you know, and then all, like I said, the the culture and, and the, the sexuality and everything, um, the chapter seven, the mind blowing chapter seven, when when we meet uh, lady, the lady of the dead. Me, Nixie, what? But <laughs> yeah, you just could it. <laughs> The Aztec Queen of the Dead. <laughs> I love I love woman. how you brought that in. Like um it, it would that, that was so that was so cool. And I love the idea of of like how we're trapped in our skin and, yeah. and the freedom of not having skin and, and also the commentary of that with you know there in in this and in aliens, you deal with a lot of racial issues, right? Yeah. And and so like how freeing that is to to remove the skin and 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 the colors that people see that that they want to i mean the whole deal of of queen of the cicadas is is a is a is a race crime a hate crime mm -hmm. right that that spawns this decades of terror and and then yeah and then in the end like this whole new like church and religion and all these things yeah. like <laughs> how like how did you what how did you come up with all of this like i know a lot a lot of it's like in in like you know, uh, this, this, these myths that we are, are raised with, but you definitely put a Castro spin on a lot of it. And, and so like, what, what was like your thought process going in here and, and, and how did, like, where did all this, where did all this come from? Well, basically it started when they, years ago, when they first announced Candyman was going to be, Jordan Peele was going to do Candyman. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh man, I'd love to do a Latinx version. And it just came to me. It was like, ding. <laughs> and then I thought, and then as I started writing it, it just snowballed. And then I just, it was like, just yeah. all these ideas coming down. And I just, I just channeled it all. It just, all the ideas came together. Um, and again, you know, also a book came out called American Dirt, um, which was really controversial. Um, you know, this woman got like a 1 million advance um, writing about, you know, uh, what was happening at the border with mm. um, my immigrants. And uh, I mean, it was really awful, you know, and she, you know, tried to claim that she was Puerto Rican and tried to claim, make all these claims. And it was, you know, that she had like a barbed wire manicure. She had barbed wire, like table settings for this book launch. And you're just like, are you kidding me? Do you know wow. like how many people? Yeah, really just insensitive. Like, do you know how many people have died on cold floors in ice detention and you're mm -hmm. sitting there doing that. So I was really angry and there were certain snippets that um, from the book that I thought, you know what, I've got to like run with this. I'm, I'm mad as hell. I'm pissed off. So I, I just incorporated all that anger as well. I channeled it. I channeled my frustration, my anger, 
And at the end, as you see, my hope, my hope that, you know, we can be unified. And I think that's the great thing about horror and comics and science fiction is that, you know, we're all fans. It unifies us. We come together for storytelling and books and we love them and we celebrate them. So that's what I, I also at the end, um, you know, it was a unity. You know, I wanted there to be hope because I do feel um, literature can give us hope. So yeah, that's kind of, it all just came together. <laughs> that's awesome. I, and I agree. Like there's, there's definitely a, a, a beauty in, in storytelling, uh, especially when it's done well. Like there's a lot of people that tell shitty stories, but like, mm-hmm. this isn't that obviously. Um, Thank you. And, and like, I, I love, I think horror is, is a very special genre because it, mm. it deals with so much. Like it, it finds a universality in us all, right? We, yeah. we can all be scared. We can all, we can all experience like that, that razor wire tension that, that Absolutely. makes us like burn through the pages faster and uh, makes us hold our breath. Right. And, and makes our heart speed up. And you're really, you're, you're very good at, at tension. And I think the way you structure your stories, I think makes it harder to even pull off because you, like I mentioned before, you kind of jostle your readers, uh, you, yeah. you bounce, you bounce around in, in time, um, and, and, and switch point of views every, every now and then, which also helps too, when you're bouncing around, cause it, you know, kind of orients us and we know, we know something different's going on when the point yeah. of view changes, but like to carry that tension as you're, as you're moving around, I'm, I really impressed me uh, because it just like, it, you know, structure is very important in, in mm. storytelling. I, I don't, yes. you know, and I know like a lot of people, uh, you know, a lot of people want to talk about, you know, the, the plot and the characters and, and, and great scenes and, and, and great dialogue. And yeah, these are all things we need, but like knowing when to place those elements <laughs> and in what order to place those elements, that's, yeah. that's where like talent and smart writing comes from. And that's, I've, that's what I experienced 110% in, in Queen of the Cicadas and in Aliens Vasquez. You're, you're oh, so, thank you. oh no, like, thank you for telling good stories. <laughs> and let, let me mention that I am kind of mad because like, why aren't, why aren't you, you should have a Bram Stoker award, like two times nominated. Like, <laughs> what are these people looking for? Like you're writing. These, oh, like, thank are- you. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully Mestiza Blood will get on the ballot. I'm hoping it's on the recommended reading list and that's the short story collection. Nice. Um, and hopefully, you know, uh, the Haunting of Alejandra will make it, you know, I, it, honestly, um, it'll happen. It'll happen. I, I, I'm confident. <laughs> I, I am like, I think, I, I think it should, I, if, if, if you don't get one for the, like, and I'm so excited to like experience more of your writing, uh, like, oh, you know, you. um, but yeah, it's, I was, I just kept thinking about that when I was reading this, like when I was reading this like terrifying story and I, I loved, I loved the scene like later in, uh, in, in, in Queen of the Cicadas when, when they're, everybody's getting high and, and they finally <laughs> do it. Right. And, and then like, and then she comes down and, and you, and you, you kind of throw a wrench in the gears cause she doesn't really harm anybody. She just terrifies them. And, and, and that was even kind of more scary. Cause she's like, tell everyone. And I was like, Oh shit. Like, and then like all the, all like the, the, the flies and wasps like come out of her mouth. Like the, the imagery you build like in this novel is so intense and, and some, and like sometimes beautiful and, and sometimes grotesque. Um, you know, the, the way Milagros dies, even like the, the 
these fucking sh- like shitty white people, man. Like, and I, I, I can, I'm a, I'm white. I can like remind people that a lot of us are assholes. Right. But these, these people are like absolutely terrible. Like they pour, they pour fire ants and dirt on this woman. And then they, they fill her mouth with, uh, with cicada casings and, and like, what what an absolutely terrifying traumatizing can't even think about it way to die like where did what what dark place did you go to to like come up with that to to because like wow it was that was an intense scene having the cicadas shoved in her mouth represents being silenced all the people who've died being silenced who didn't have the opportunity to tell their story didn't have the opportunity to say goodbye to loved ones people who were murdered before their time um you know especially in the 1950s the 60s during the Mm -hmm. civil rights movement during colonialism during um you know the slave trade all of these people who have been silenced um that's what that represents and you know the the fire ants it's just the pain uh, the constant pain of 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 racism of of not being able you know your skin you can't change how you look Mm-hmm. You cannot change your identity when it comes to the color of your skin. Um, and so the fire ants covering her and the pain of that some people experience, that's what that represents. Um, those painful, harmful words, um, you know, the, the yeah, all those things that are very harmful when it comes to race and gender, you know, uh, being a woman, uh, you hear it from a very young age, like constant derogatory terms and even more so as you get older and get into relationships and and Mm. so all of that is just to represent the pain of it that can be experienced um and like i said it was born out of a lot of frustration a lot of my own pain stuff i was working through and um and coming from south texas cicadas and fire ants are everywhere Mm. (laughs) and same with like snakes and um cockroaches flying cockroaches so that i wanted to incorporate all those elements of of texas in the story and make it terrifying um because yeah they they can be <laughs> yeah um, but at the same time you know like i said i wanted there to be hope at the end and um and 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 you know for her to tell her story to the world you know, and that's kind of what I'm doing as well as, you know, at the end, well, I'm not going to say what happens at the end. So people will read it, yeah. but <laughs> being a storyteller is quite an honor. And I wanted to show that and, and that transformation, um, because again, you know, cicadas, they cast their shell, they shed it, it goes, um, like snakes, they shed yeah. their skin. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, um, themes of metamorphosis and transformation, um, and I definitely wanted to show that. Um, but yeah, I was in a dark place when I wrote it. <laughs> Same <laughs> with The Haunting of Alejandra. You know, I was in the worst place. You know, I, I didn't want to live and I was really suffering. And that book just flew out of me. Wow. And finished it during the pandemic, which I think everybody suffered in some ways um, emotionally and mentally. Um, it, was, it wasn't an easy time. So mm-hmm. I really channeled that. And... Um, yeah, I wanted to show that um, and just go there. <laughs> Same with Mestiza Blood. I wanted to go there. But Mestiza <laughs> Blood is a little more fun. Um, you know, you, and same with hairspray and switchblades. It's fun. I love that. Even title, though it does have, <laughs> it does have 
social commentary, but um, yeah. So I'm I'm currently writing the outline for you know the screenplay. So let's see. <laughs> oh, cool! Very yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um. So so yeah. Uh, uh, Mestiza Blood. That's the that's the short story collection, right? Yes, that's how. Yeah. How do you? So that's that's when I was in my MFA program. That's that's what I was messing with. I was writing short stories, and I think you it, it's harder, right? Because in a, in a novel, you can you can you have so much room to maneuver, right? And you can kind of you can kind of stray and and say different things and give yourself more time at more at, at different moments. But you know, with short stories, especially. <laughs> If you're sending them out to journals, you know, to get published, like, you know, not everybody's going to give you 20 pages or 30 pages. Yeah. Right. So sometimes you got to keep them down to like 12 or 15. Um, what uh, what's what's is, is that more stressful for you or, or like to 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 come up with these like, you know, little shorter deals to because you have to, and and make them make them work uh, like, uh, you know, with with all the elements of, of like great narratives with character arcs and, and acts and, and all that or, or like. Because I know, like writing and writing a novels, like is crazy fucking intense too. But like, what, what's uh, like, how do you how do you go from like one element to the other, or is it an easy switch for you? I mean, it's a definitely an easy switch because I feel like for me personally, I'm, I think it's a quite an organic process where every story kind of tells tells you when it's done or where roughly you I think for me when I think of an idea I roughly know if it's a novel idea or a short story idea okay um so goddess of filth for example was a short story um that went to a novella uh, I knew it wasn't going to be a novel I knew I wanted to keep it short and so it stayed short you know it's a novella um when it was finally finished but for the short story so um I have another collection called out of Atslan that comes out in December so what ends up happening is a lot of times, you know, I will just write stories. Sometimes I submit them and if they're rejected and I have a bunch of short stories, I will try to put them in a collection and then I'll I'll write other stories. Or, um, you know, you retain the rights if it's in an anthology that's quite old, then I'll bring those stories back so people can read them in one place, all my stuff. Um, but yeah, for me, it just depends on the idea. Some ideas, I think that is the short story that is an, or that's a novel. Um, and I just let it tell itself. I let it tell itself. I let it like just blow its steam and then know that it's that that it's time. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's it's quite just. I I'm not an outliner. <laughs> I just go with the flow. I I'm what do they call it? A pantser. <laughs> um, Alien Vasquez. I couldn't pants around because you. I had to turn in an outline to get the contract first. Oh, okay. Yeah, but everything else is just like on the fly. It's like, oh, okay. I think it's done. <laughs> it's cooked. <laughs> I think it's cooked. <laughs> um, so yeah, it just depends on what it is. And interestingly enough, one of my short stories, um, The Kukui of Cancun, which was in uh, Best Laid Plans, which people love that short story and the character, um, I adapted to a comic. So that's going to come out at some point. Very cool. I was yeah, going to so ask, I was going to ask what you thought about just because of, of my show and background, like what, what you thought about like uh, graphic novels and stuff, especially oh, with like, the wonderful imagery that are wonderful, the terrifying, absolutely fucking terrifying imagery you create, you know, in these pieces. Uh, uh, even, even some moments in, uh, in aliens are fucking creepy. Like the way they keep the, the queen and, and saw off all her body parts and the, 
fucking scabs that are growing on her. Like, yes, you are so good at like building <laughs> images. And and so like, yeah, I, I could definitely see like how uh, how like if, if you got with an artist and like told a told a graphic novel or something like that's that's super exciting. I'm, I'm yeah, I definitely so, keep an eye out for that. Yeah, it's with Chispa Comics, um, which is the new Latinx imprint of Scout Comics. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, that'll come out and I'll definitely put it on Twitter and um and Instagram and let everybody know about it. But it was super fun to adapt and I loved writing the comic and I would love to do more comics actually. So yeah, it was it's it's really cool. I can't wait for people to actually see the Kukui. Um and uh yeah, experience her. <laughs> that's so that's so awesome. Yeah, I love I love Scout. I've I have done I, I've had so many of their creatives on the show. It's it's crazy. Uh that's that's like how I kind of started was with like indie comics and scout and all that good stuff. But yeah, they're I they they're good people and and that 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 Chispa imprint like they're doing cool stuff. And I mm-hmm. I'm I'm really glad they're I'm really glad they're doing that. Uh when I was going to ask, you kind of mentioned, because uh, I was going to ask how you landed the Aliens gig, because I didn't realize until you sent me the the, the PDF and I kind of looked up Titan, uh, and I know they have their, the, they do their comic imprint too, I really like their Blade Runner series, and mm. I know there's like a whole bunch of Alien novels, like I didn't yeah. know that that was a thing. And I was like, I was like, man, shit, like, I don't have time to read all like, I, now I was like, <laughs> I, now I have even more stuff to read. Um, but like, I was kind of wondering how I didn't know if, cause you know, you, your name is out there. Right. But it like, you haven't written a lot of sci-fi when I look like looking at your backlog. Um, and, and I was kind of like, so you, you pit, you wrote an outline and, and pitched to them. Like, is that kind of how that happened? <laughs> Well, I like years ago, I wrote a piece of fan fiction on Vasquez. I loved it, right? I just wrote it because I loved her and had the idea and it just poof came to me, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And originally it was an alien versus predator Mm. idea. Um, And then, you know, as I started to get more established, um, you know, I just made connections and um, a fellow writer introduced me to an editor at Titan and I pitched the idea and then I wrote the outline and that's how I got it. That's um, cool. But just, just aliens. I mean, I'd still love to do AVP predator. I love IP work. I'd love more IP work. Um, and I do have a sci-fi novel. It's with my, my agent. So fingers crossed, it gets picked up at some <laughs> point. <laughs> um, it's called undocumented. Ooh, so that's a good title. Yeah. Yeah. And it take it takes you from the moon to Mars and earth um so yeah i I love sci-fi always have so hopefully this is kind of like the jump off um but yeah just again it was like a a chain reaction it just things just happened and fell into place that's so cool that like a piece of fan fiction turned into what i just read like (laughs) because well you know most there's again there's a lot of bad weird gross fan fiction out there right like it's it's all over the spectrum um and and so like very very rarely do do you hear of like uh i I know some people have, have had luck and obviously you have too, because that, that's where this idea started. Um, but that's that's just crazy because basically, and I've seen people that the, your, some of the advanced readers that have read it online too have, have mentioned like, this is not what you think it is. And it definitely shocked me, right? Because I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking the movie, right? I'm like, there's yeah. gonna be fucking xenomorphs everywhere and tons of like fighting and crazy, and it's gonna be high action. And what it 
what in those elements are there uh i don't want to like deter the audience <laughs> from buying this amazing fucking novel um but there is again a wild amount of culture really great commentary on on family and found family right once we get into the once we get into like a leticia story with the with the military yeah. and stuff um and then but, but basically what we get a little bit of jeanette but it it turns into a story of her children yeah and like i was like whoa like that just knocked me off my feet and and it worked so well and your your structure style of of like jumping around worked so like worked even better in aliens vasquez like to to, to go from like generation to generation and, and yeah. back again uh and just there's so much heart in it right and and it just like i i really was not every every element was just unexpected uh it, like Good. being being real familiar with like the the aliens you know mythos and and all yeah. this stuff and and yeah and I'm so glad you took that narrative to the places that you took it. And and again, showcases your talent as a writer oh, to, to both like enrapture and surprise your audience. Right. Uh, and, and so, yeah, if, if, if this is your like first, like big, you know, getting your toes into the sci-fi waters, then the undocumented definitely needs to be picked up. Cause like, <laughs> I <you're>... think so. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Cause it get undocumented is wild. I go, I go ham on it. I go ham. <laughs> I mean, you get, you're like, Oh, this is sci-fi. And then you're like, is that what, 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 wait, is there an element of horror here too? Oh my God. Is she, is she for real? Did this really just, ah, <laughs> um, so yeah, I really want Undocumented to get picked up because I think readers would enjoy it. Nice. Yeah, I I, I think sci-fi horror is very special. Um, it is. It's fun. Yeah. Again, you, you you have sparked a weird dark part of my childhood with aliens because my dad, I used to really like aliens as a kid. Like I thought they were cool. And so my dad was like, oh, you got to watch this movie Alien. I'm a tiny child. And <laughs> he, me too. Sho he me shows too. me this haunted house in space movie movie right and like i had like screaming not my mom was so pissed at him like i was like screaming i was scared at night i was having to sleep in their bed and and then like and then i got into sightings that that alien show sightings and so like yeah. a large part of my childhood i spent terrified just ready for aliens to abduct me at any day <laughs> Just like <laughs> waiting for it, right? And, Fire and, in the sky. Ah, oh my God. I remember going to the theaters and seeing that and being like, oh my God. And then they're like, oh yeah, it's a real story. And I was like, no, it's, it can't be. Like exactly. that, that movie fucked me up too. And so yeah, like- Signs uh, fucked me up. I signs like, is creepy too, yeah. Uh, and Event Horizon is, I know a lot of oh, people say it's like a cheesy Horizon. B movie, but I love it. No, I Event Horizon it. is bomb. I'm sorry, yeah. that is bomb. And it See, is- I knew you were good people. Lawrence Fishburne <laughs> and Sam Neill are just like, come on. I when, love he, it. when he spins around in the chair and he's like, where we're going, you don't need eyes to see. Like, oh yes. my God, this stuff of nightmares. Like, oh, so good. All um, of it is crazy. It's And then, you know, just the things that they're seeing and all mm -hmm. the whole, and you know, the voice, like, you know, that they're in hell and, and all. I loved, I loved Event Horizon, period. Yeah. I always yeah. will. I think it's a great film. So, you know, H, I, I, with all the crazy shit going on at Warner Bros., I don't know if we're ever going to get to see it, but one of the first reasons I subscribed to HBO Max was they were talking about doing a, an Event Horizon miniseries. And I was oh. like, I was like, yes, but now, like, now who knows? Because everything's getting weird with, you know, all, all that stuff. But I, I'm still keeping, like, still keeping the hope alive. Um, And it, and it, 
you know, it just got like the Blu-ray 4K release too recently, which, mm. you know, like, you know, I love when those cult classics, like when they, when they bring them back with like a HD deal. Right. And you're like, they just won't let it die. And I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, I, I'm so, oh, it's so awesome. Cause I, I love that movie so much. And that's where my like fascination with sci-fi horror came. Cause that's the magic of genre fiction, right? It's yeah. it, it, when they blend a little, like a blend, like fantasy horror and, and sci-fi horror <laughs> and, um, one of my favorite comics is called by the horns and it's like a sci fantasy kind of, kind of adventure also from scout. And, um, so yeah, it's, I, I love, I love when the genres blend. Cause like, don't get comfy, right? Like don't, don't stay in your box, like get out there and explore, like tell the story you need to tell, even if you cross boundaries. And, and yeah. I very much see that in your writing. Uh, well, life like isn't black and white, you know, life is not black and white. We all go through experience like a myriad of emotions, experiences, you know, everybody has a mixture of, of experiences. And why I think literature should reflect that, you know, why not take it to the next level? I hate people saying you need to color in the lines. I hate that. I'm just like, no, you don't. <laughs> like, no, you don't. Who makes these rules? Fucking yeah. who? Back when? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I would write the fuck out of a uh event horizon book i would go there yeah yeah find find who has that ip and pitch them another outline <laughs> seriously <laughs> i would i would totally do it and be like you know mm -mm, i would yes <laughs> the, the the way the the this side the new sci-fi narrative that, that you have coming out this aliens aliens vasquez is uh, uh as as i mentioned really really strong writing um also like you have like these just occasional like prolific fucking lines that are just like jaw dropping like i um what is okay so like i, I wrote a couple out just to just to brag about your actual <laughs> right like, um you want to kill a soul cage it like i was like oh my god like yeah. and and again and we're you know we're talking about in, in vast she she kind of goes to like this combination of like ju like juvie also yeah. prison that turns yeah. into like a prison sentence right mm -hmm. um and okay, so this is what this really got me and this really moved me um, because, you know, when I'm reading this novel, I'm like, you know, what is scarier than a xenomorph, right? Because they are the face huggers. They're just they're so terrifying. They're these they're these killing machines that like that humans don't really know how to stop. They kind of have this biological agent in the novel that that can stop them but there's also like not enough of it and we know from the previous times we've seen these things how how quickly they breed and spread like zombies um mm -hmm. and and so i was like what is scarier than that and then you come in and you say well xenophobia is about a million times scarier than any xenomorph ever and and we deal with this we de we deal with uh you know corrupt police force um the way the way uh, Vasquez gets imprisonated is because of, of these dirty line fucking cops. And that's we you we're dealing with this right now. These are real issues that, that are plaguing our society uh, right now. And and also it was kind of heartbreaking, but so real that like this is almost 200 years in the future. And it's still not a great place for people with darker skin. Right. Racism is still very real in, in this future. You've decided and. I, I, I was kind of thinking like, you know, I think part of it is, and I'm glad you do this. You use your platform to, you know, remind people that fucking racists suck and that society 
it, it's just a burden on society that why can't we evolve past it right but i mean is as as a woman of color and and like as much as as you celebrate like your 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 heritage and background like is this like a, a real do, i mean do you think is this like a real fear like do you think this is going to be like a part like this is humanness and we can't get past it like or do i mean do you think we have hope I hope so. But I mean, look at just watch the news. I mean, people are still getting pulled over. People are still getting cops called on them. People are mad that there's a black mermaid, a no. mermaid, yeah. elves and or elves and um, dwarves. Lord of the like, Rings, yeah. I mean, like, are, how can we evolve if we're fighting over petty shit like that? Like, you're really going to die on that hill? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's fiction. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, oh, no, it's, really... it's gnarly. So for me, it's almost like, do I think we can change? I hope so. But it ain't looking that bright if you're going to complain about dwarves and elves yeah. and mermaids still. There's still that contingent, which is quite sad. So I would hope that things would change, but we need to see it. Like, yeah. where is it? There's a lot of work um, to do. A lot of work to do. But again, literature, like I said, can unify us. It can educate us about each other. It can say something. It can speak to um, people. And and that's what, you know, I always hope to do is to connect. And um, that's what I love about books and what I love about horror now. I mean, there's an explosion of so many new voices, mm -hmm. so much cool stuff coming out. And, and honestly, the horror community really works. I think, you know, they're really supportive of each other. Mm -hmm. And I love I've that. I've noticed that. It's a that. great community. Yeah. Yeah. It's very so, cool. It's nice to be able to come together and tell these stories and say, hey, here's a different perspective. Hey, you know, if none of us had skin, what would we look like? Mm. The goddamn same. <laughs> <laughs> you really, you know, like Aquinas Cadas, that we'd look the goddamn same. Yeah. How hard is that to understand? But we still have to kind of push. We still have to talk about it. We still have to make amends. We still have to put in effort. Um but again, I just hope I can do do some good and contribute to this planet with the writing and, and help other people. And, you know, it's the most that any of us can do is, um, you know, just be kind to each other and connect with each other. Yeah. And, and I love that you were able to use your platform to do that. And and I also, again, like I know I just keep saying how great of a writer you are i'm not i'm not i'm, I'm not trying to like kiss ass like just for the sake no of it, i know thank you i appreciate <laughs> it believe me i appreciate it <laughs> yeah. um, but like you, you do it so organically like you know there, there's a there's a lot of like it never feels like you're beating us over the head with with politics and 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 race issues and culture it just happens in these stories and 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 then you're left thinking just like I was like it it like hit me and I was like man like two hundred like is humanity that fucked like are like two hundred years in the future are we are we still gonna be having the same arguments are we still gonna be mad at black mermaids are we still you know like yeah. are we ever gonna get better uh, and and it's and that's terrifying too right to to think about that to to think about like as many all the great things we do there's still so much terrible things we do and there's there's still so much like hesitancy to 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 stay in these old ways right and which came out 
even more so in the last you know several years like my grandpa fought in world war ii and, and he's he's gone now but like i i've my dad and i have often talked about like what he would have thought like seeing fucking nazis march in the streets again in america like you know like the things that we've are happening and but anyway like i i just think it's i think writers and creators like you are very important um when when you can remind us of you know both the good and the bad of humanity and and make us think about that you know in, in the in the context of these narratives you know while while still creating a wildly entertaining story right and and I, again i think that makes great genre fiction because it's you you have to like manipulate our emotions and you have to anchor us you know when you take us to these crazy places when you take us to these horrifying places or outside yeah. of planet earth you still have to like anchor us in humanity and you're very you're very good at that and your characters are very rich and very alive and very human and so you know give yeah, this I... give this woman the bram stoker award damn it like <laughs> yes <shit>. <laughs> <laughs> go recommend it on the hwa <laughs> so, oh i'm yeah. not supposed to say that i take that back i'm not supposed to say that <laughs> blood is eligible <laughs> for a Bra Bram Stoker award in um in fiction collection <laughs> How, yeah, is that thing. is that is that like the Ringo awards like do you have to be like a published author to or, or like in the like to to write or to to uh, vote or is it like open to regular so people? you can I think you can rec you can recommend a book for the recommended reading list but to mm. vote once they close that and the ballots to vote vote properly. You have to be a, a voting member of the HWA. Okay. Um, but I think to recommend something, you might be able to just do it. I can't, or you might be able to, you can be a member on any status of the HWA. I can't remember. Okay. Um, I'm a voting member, so I get the voting stuff, but. Um, do you vote for yourself? Is that allowed? I would, I would vote for myself. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I have to be my biggest advocate. <laughs> yeah, you're you have to be your big you're your biggest fan. You have to be. Yeah, but you can vote for multiple people actually, so. Okay. When when going back to like the the heavy hitting topics that you bring into your narratives and and you mentioned like, you know, before like some of these novels you you were in like a, a darker place and kind of working mm -hmm. through that and and using kind of horror as, as like, uh, like horror therapy, which I think yeah. is very, is very real. Um, is it ever, how, is it hard to balance that uh, when, when you're, when you're using your platform to talk about social issues um, or like, do you have to be kind of careful to like go too far? Cause like I said, you have this really great balance and it, and it, it just seems to work. Um, is that, is that a, is that like a, is that a challenge or are you just like, no, this is my voice. This is what I believe. And these are the stories I'm going to tell. And if you don't like it, fuck you. Like, cause that's yeah. kind of cool too. Yeah. I just, honestly, again, I let the story tell itself, you know, and obviously you get editors. Sometimes they'll make editorial notes and you're like, okay, yeah, I get that. It's always nice to have editor. I love editors. I don't like editing, <laughs> but I love editors because they do, you sit with a manuscript for so long that you, that you do miss stuff and you read it so many times you will miss stuff. Um, so it's nice to have an editor be there and kind of be your buddy and be like, okay. Um, but for the most part, I just, again, let it flow. I let it, I just say what I need to say. Um, and, and, and that's just it. I, I let it, I let it go. I let it, um, you know, The Haunting of Alejandra, which you can pre-order now, comes out in April. And that's my version of La Llorona um, mm. with um, talks about postnatal depression, mental health, 
and it goes all the way back to um, the Spanish conquest. So oh, I wanted wow. to give La Llorona like a real in-depth story, like real meaty, real dark, because mental health, when you're suffer, when your mental health is suffer- suffering and you're struggling and it's in decline, it is dark. It feels mm-hmm. like you're trying to claw your way out. And so <clears throat> I have that in there, um, you know, because I wanted people to understand what it, you know, that they're not alone. Other women, so cool. uh, you know, have had children or, or, you know, in general parents, you know, dads can feel like that as well. Mm-hmm. They can feel overwhelmed, whether it's they're trying to provide or they're trying to, they're single dads or, you know, I wanted that to capture that. Um, and yeah, and how it affects mental health. Because, you know, when you get to a get to a certain point where you just, you know, like, okay, I got to keep going. I have to button it up. I have to keep going and keep going. And then everyone re- has a breaking point, you know, and I wanted people to say like, wow, I, you know what, maybe I need to talk to someone or maybe I need to mm. um, be honest with myself or I need a break, you know, to tell people it's okay. It's okay to not be okay all the time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's definitely. And again, um, you know, I bring in my like, culture, the heritage, because it is La Llorona. Um, so people can get that story. That's so cool. I Again, the way that you're able to utilize your platform <laughs> to like help people and remind people that, you know, they're not alone. And um, we all struggle, right? And uh, no matter no matter what color your skin is, no, no matter what what gender you are, or, or or what kind of gender you like, right? Everybody struggles, and yeah. we're all here on the same planet trying Absolutely. to live. And, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So I again like it just is so powerful and I, that's why i'm so excited to experience more of your storytelling because oh, it's just like you. it's so powerful on on numerous levels and and then you scare the shit out of me too and it's, it's, <laughs> like, it's just like i'm like a wild ball of emotions like rolling down this mountain of your storytelling and it's, you you make you make people feel and it's uh, I, I, it's gotta be hard, right? It's, it's gotta be, it's, you have to, that's where t- anybody can write, right? Like any, you, anybody can try and write, anybody can try and write a novel to successfully do it, to, to really, um, to really like manipulate the emotions of your audience, uh, t- to your benefit, to, 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 to go into your structure and, and follow you on, on your narrative journey. That's, that's like incredibly complicated and it's so hard to pull off and, and it's crazy when you, uh, it's uh, crazy. You mentioned like you started writing like later in life and, and you already have like this really solid, like backlog of work. Like that's your V you're an impressive woman. I'm just going to come out. And oh, say thank, that. Like, you. Uh, you're, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. No problem. Thank you. Um, I, I know, I, I know, like I, I wanted to ask like a couple more questions and then I want yeah. to, I want to make sure we get the word out about your, your new collection, um, which I'm gonna, I'm, I'm going to try and get, I want, I'm applying for, to get a reader copy. Cause I would love to try and re- try and review that again. Your, uh, what is it, the, uh, out of Atslan, right? Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll send you one. Oh, nice. I'll send <laughs> you one later today. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and that, so, the, and this is, you said this is a new short story collection, right? Yeah. So it's like novella length with a bunch of sh- uh, short stories. And so you get, um, yeah, everything from deities. There's like a man eating jellyfish. Um, cause I love Jaws. So this is like my little ode to Jaws. That's amazing. Um, yeah. And then there's pirates there's, um, which gets, it's like fantasy horror sci-fi, um, but more on the fantasy side. Um, 
you have pearl divers at the conquest and the dead that are in the water. Um, and then you have, you end with a story um, taken that, you know, the whole Epstein thing was just disgusting mm. and like a whore. So I kind of wrote a story on the back of that whole thing. Oh, wow. That, that sounds yeah. heavy. heavy and terrifying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I wanted to like have my say about that. And um, of course, I have to, you know, Mara, I mentioned Mar-a-Lago and I call it Mara Loco. <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome yeah so that comes out in december i was gonna ask because like when they're sending out reader copies i was i i'm not as familiar with like the novel production part as i am with like comic books take fucking forever right you like write it and then the artist takes a while and then even if the whole thing's done it might be six or seven months before it comes out like it's kind of this weird it's a weird deal and i didn't know like when people start sending out reader copies like what the time frame is between that and the actual release so that's that's not terrible just a few months it sounds like yeah 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 because it's short um whereas alejandra i mean it's a huge lead time it doesn't come out till april okay um yeah and then you know aliens is just kind of snuck up so for the u.s it's not out until they had to move it because of shipping so november 1st for the u.s okay so it's not coming out in october until november november 1st for u.s october 25th for the uk because of shipping so hey good things come to those who wait though so yeah chill out it's just it's just people are gonna love people are gonna still love it yeah yeah it's not too bad so and it looks like a really pretty hardcover i saw the the pictures you posted on twitter of like uh, holding it and like the, the dust jacket and everything it looks like a, it's a nice gorgeous yeah yeah it's gorgeous so you said you're coming do you are are you just in the uk right now or do you live there no i live here i live here you live, okay because i yeah. noticed you didn't have an accent and i was like I was, <laughs> that kind of threw me off for a second but no but you're, no you're i'm coming Texas. here next week right is that what you yeah, said yeah i'm going to merrimack Val- merrimack book festival in boston and then i'll be in new york for a week um, after, uh, and then next year I'm doing ghoulish in San Antonio, uh, author con, um, in, uh, in Virginia, probably do comic con again in San Diego, Stoker con for sure in Pittsburgh. Um, and if anything else comes up, but so far, yeah. So I'll be in the States a lot next year. That's so cool. What, what kind of, are you, what kind of like book tour are you doing uh, on the home front for like aliens? Are you, are you going to like, are you hitting up like a ton of, a ton of bookstores and doing readings and stuff? Do you, I think we're, no, we're just going to do one launch, I believe. So I'm just waiting for kind of the details on that and we're organizing that. So yeah, it's excited. I bet. I'm I'm excited for people to read it. I'm excited to get a real Yay. copy of it too. Just like I just I, it, again like I didn't know alien novels were a thing until like I I saw I'm so glad like I stumbled across your your Twitter <laughs> and like saw that ad and I was like I was like what is this? And then cuz I I audience like I reached out to V months ago and and mm. was like, "Hey, like I like so like I was and I'm so glad <clears> I did and and I, again I'm so glad it it timed out for you to help me kick off. Like I said, my, my spooky season, October is my oh, special month. Thank you. And yeah. Like Happy what a birthday. great, what a great start. <laughs> thank, thank you. Um, what I, I, I want to, like, I, what are you, um, okay. In, in regards to the spooky season, what are a, a couple of reads uh, outside of your own amazing works and maybe like a, a movie, like, would you recommend mm-hmm. for the audience to, 
to to give their spooky season some righteous chills like what are you what are you working or what are you reading or watching right now so anything by eric laraca is really terrifying <laughs> eric laraca um definitely uh stephen graham jones for sure um i i would definitely anything by Haley piper um L.P. Hernandez has a book called Stargazers, which I think you guys should pick up from uh, Sadie Hartman's um, imprint, uh, Dark Heart Books. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so L.P. Hernandez is one to see. Um, oh gosh. Steve Stred always writes really creepy shit, like really creepy stuff. Um Mark Matthews. I mean, oh, I could go on and on. <laughs> um, <laughs> literally, like there are so many. Uh, Gemma Amore. So Gemma, um, Gemma is a re- one of my besties. And she, I mean, she's great at horror. Uh, so she has a new one, Full Immersion, that's out. Um, but even her previous stuff is like, she has a really cool ghost one called Six Rooms. Um, yeah, God, there's there's a lot of stuff. There's too many. There's so many. There's so many. So much good indie horror coming out. Um, How do you balance and, reading all oh, this Papino, and writing? Papino Iglesias, the devil. Uh, the devil takes you home, right? Like, Ooh, I mean, okay. and he does. Gabino Iglesias does insane horror, like brutal, really, really brutal. Coyote songs, Zero Saints, grab it. Um, also, Cena Paleo. Um, oh, Sergio Gomez has a slasher called Camp, Camp Slaughter, and now he's doing the Halloween follow-up to it. So if you like slasher, Sergio Gomez, look him up. He's really good. Nice. I am a. I am obsessed. I'll, I'll forever obsessed with with slasher horror. It's such a great, such a great <laughs> subgenre of like a wonderful. Yeah. I love how like I love how horror fans like the, like our comfort zones are like these traumatic movies, right? And yeah, I, I, yeah. I think, but I love that. I love like how like we're unified by like our anxiety and and need to be like when you get like really scared and laugh right and yeah. out of nowhere when is someone like... gonna die <laughs> man did you see how they took her head off oh terrifier is a great horror film and they're coming oh, out with a sequel right they're I working saw it. i saw it at fright fest in london did it did it live up to the hype it is oh, the most brutal it has the most brutal scenes i've ever seen in a horror film in a slasher yeah, that, that original movie fucked me up the, the <laughs> sequel the sequel takes it here's here's terrifier terrifier 2 is like out of out of screenshot oh that's so cool it's it's, it, it, when, it's so cool when, when, when big stuff like that does sequels you're it's always scary like is it gonna be you know like is it gonna is it gonna it flop is, is it gonna do well that's awesome it, um, it's so good it is it's really long but you, it goes like that. You're like, wait, 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 what? What? <laughs> and yeah, so Terrifier 2, gotta see it. It's yeah. really good. Oh, that's awesome. I'm, I've, yeah, I've been excited for that since since they announced it. I, I still don't, I don't know. I'm done. That's so cool. You got to see it early. I, I, I've always wanted to go to one of those like film festival kind of places. Um, mm. I always thought that'd be cool. Cause like, I, I used to be make fun of people that would be like, Oh, I got to read this comic book. I can't talk about it yet, but it's really good. And and I used to be like, why would you even say that? And now like <laughs> the same shit happens to me. Cause I get <laughs> early copies and they're like, yeah. hey, check this out. But like, don't say anything about it. And I'm like, Oh no, I'm that douchebag now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's um, I, I'm so excited uh for for your future projects. I really yeah. hope I hope Aliens uh, Vasquez does extremely well because it's it's so fucking good and 
and it has a lot of really great uh, reminders uh, that we need it, things that, you know, in, in our daily life that we need to be reminded by, even though this is 200 years in the future, uh, dealing yeah. with like turning aliens into organic weapons and the stuff that like isn't real world, but still reminds us of a lot of what we have because war is always real uh, racism. Unfortunately, we're dealing with every day and um, and it's we need to be reminded that there's there's other cultures and other people that need to be celebrated and protected and, and respected. And I love that your narratives do that. Thank you so much. You are so I welcome. Thank you for coming on my show. This was so, I was kind of nervous because like Aww. you're the first, you're the first novelist I've, I've interviewed and I want to, I, I want to keep doing, yeah. And, and like, I want to do more of that just cause I just love writing uh, whatever yeah. medium. And, uh, and see, I was like, I was like, man, I was kind of, which is funny. Cause I, I, my BA is in creative writing. I was in an MFA program. And so for like years, all I did was talk about prose and, yeah. and novels and workshops and, but I haven't done that in a while. So I was like, man, I hope I don't sound stupid, but no, <laughs> you, this was awesome. This is so much fun and so great to like meet you. And thank you so much. I greatly appreciate you helping me to get, you know, talk about my books and bring in new readers, you know, new people. So that I greatly appreciate it. A hundred percent. And like, I'll send you out about fun. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I, I will read it. And I thank you for reminding me that like pro, like I, I, I don't get to read a lot of novels anymore. Right. Cause my life is comic books and, and it was really nice to dive back into prose and, and experience, um, experience like, you know, these storytellings in, in a different way. Um, I know I've, I've kept you for a while. And so the polite host that I am aware, where's a good place to find you on social media and like keep track of you. So we know where, you know, to find your new stuff and, and your new books. Yeah. So I'm on, uh, Instagram and Twitter at V Latina London, um, TikTok. I think I'm, uh, I'm like, I don't even know my TikTok. <laughs> it's just because they tagged me on tick like book talk. So then I had to get a TikTok. I think it's like uh, V Castro stories or V Castro books on TikTok. Uh, you can find me. Um, and then, um, yeah, so Twitter and Instagram, you know, um, at V Latina London. And I'm always, yeah, I'm always around. So. <laughs> Well, uh, this was so cool. Like again, thank thank you so much. Um, you were this was thank, I guess uh, this is so worth getting up early for on a Saturday. Oh, well, like, thank I, you. <laughs> <laughs> You're definitely a writer to keep track of, and and I'll I'll be keeping track of you. You got a fan out of me, basically. Oh, for, thank for you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Well, V, uh, I know, I know you're, I know you're, you're a busy woman. You got, you got places to be, p other people to talk to, and 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 books to release. So I will let you go. Uh, but again, so cool. You are so talented, and Thanks. I look forward to uh, your your future titles. I will be, I'll, I'll be there to pre-order. My promise. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Have a great day. Bye, everyone. Buzz, buzz, babies. I've got a big buzzing announcement for you. There's now a Blake's Buzz Patreon. If you love the show, the live streams, the reviews, then you can help support it. For just three bucks a month, you can help me chase a fucking dream. If you want to pay a little extra, I've got some dope content you can be a part of as well. At $4 a month, you'll have access to my upcoming newsletter, The Hive Mind. I'm going to talk comics, podcasting, food, dogs, and some cool behind-the-scenes action for Blake's Buzz. For $5 a month, you'll gain access to an exclusive Patreon podcast, The Honey Pot, The Sweet Spot, for Nerd News. It'll drop twice a month. I'll be talking about new indies worth pre-ordering, live Kickstarters worth backing, and sexy collected editions to keep your shelf selfies looking spicy.
pricey. I've already got a handful of subscribers and I can't thank you all enough for being so incredibly generous and awesome. Also, make sure to subscribe to the Buzz Stack. Sometimes when I love a comic so goddamn much, I gotta write about its awesomeness and it's free. You can head over to blakesbuzz.com to check it out right now. While you're out there absorbing all my awesome content, you might as well head over to the Blake's Buzz YouTube channel and subscribe. I do live shows almost every week and it's a great place to find indie comics to enjoy. Finally, make sure to follow me. There's the Blake's Buzz page on Facebook and I'm on Twitter and Instagram at at Blake's Buzz. Whether you subscribe to the Patreon, the YouTube channel, or just listen to the podcast sometimes, none of this would be possible without all of you awesome people. So remember, love more, hate less, and read comics. I'll see you on the internets, baby.